Hello, and welcome to Pod Rocket. I'm Noel, and joining us today is Ryan Carniato. Uh, Ryan's been on the podcast a few times. He's the author of Solid JS. He's a part of the Marco Core team. He's here today to talk to us about Solid Start. How's it going, Ryan? It's going pretty good. I'm pretty happy to be here. Before we get into it, uh, can we kind of get a, a quick intro on yourself and a recap of what Solid is for people that maybe didn't catch previous episodes or just aren't aren't aware? Yeah, as you already mentioned, my name's Ryan. I created this JavaScript framework, uh, SolidJS, started around 2016 time period, didn't open source it to 2018 and got to 1.0 in uh, 2021 next. So it's only been a one full year now or so since it went 1.0. But it, its big hook is that it's uses something called fine-grained reactivity to do all state updates and rendering. I, I often tell people that Solid is a state library first that just happens to render things, which makes it a little bit unique in this space of uh, you know a lot of virtual DOMs and whatnot, because Solid does not use a virtual DOM. It's all this runtime reactivity. Nice, yeah. So like, I could ask, you know, we could, we've, we've done episodes already on like the I don't know, benefits of solid, the pros and cons of it versus a little more heavy handed framework, if that's a, f- a fair term. But if you could kind of give us the, I don't know, the two minute sell, like why, why should devs that are using React or Vue check out solid? Biggest thing for me is taking the control back. Tools have gotten more complicated over time. And while solid does use some compilation in its JSX, it's really a framework that's kind of transparent. You'll never feel like you lose control of it because honestly, you probably could have written it yourself. It, it just uses reactivity, the same primitives like using state and effects to actually render the DOM. So um, you never get far from it. Your JSX produces real DOM elements. The updates are all based off this reactivity. So there's no component re-rendering. You don't have to worry about so much about like memoization. There's no dependency arrays. There's no like memo, use memo, use ref, use callback, none of that kind of uh, hooks around performance optimization. It's generally just you declare some state, you put it in JSX, you have, you know, it's, you know, it's still JavaScript, you can put as many components you want in a file, all that kind of stuff. And you basically get this really powerful framework that works, as I said, it looks a lot like React, it has that kind of like uh, component based architecture. But in a sense, it completely scales up from maybe jQuery mentality because every piece is just its its own, you know, reactive update. So I think that's really where the value is. It, it basically gives the developer the control back with that ability to compose and be modular. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd implore you uh, listeners to go check it out. Like it's it's pretty easy to get started, especially if you're used to uh, React like libraries already. Um, you can get rolling super quick. So I think it's worth exploring. What has um what's changed since we spoke in the solid kind of ecosystem world, I think it was like March this year. What's what's changed in solid since then? Right. Yeah. March, uh, we were talking, uh, myself and Dylan, a lot about the future of like hydration and server side rendering. Um, and a lot of those changes in solid actually happened, started to happen a little bit before to kind of go back a little bit. But this past year, since 1.0, we just seen, you know, it, things finally kind of picked up. Uh, I, people were sitting there going, oh, you know, when, when Solid gets to 1.0, maybe I'll take a look at it. And and now they they are starting to. And, you know, ecosystem was a big thing for us, uh, a challenge because, you know, you know, who wants to invest in this? But we did a hackathon last January and it, it filled out a lot of libraries. We now have like ports and material UI, Shocker UI, like, so we have component libraries, style libraries, a lot of miscellaneous things, animation libraries, Motion 1. Like there's just... There, 
I, I couldn't be happier about having um, all these libraries, you know, kind of coming in and filling up the ecosystem. Because the thing to understand is Solid does not have React Compat, even if it looks similar. And what's really cool about this is it means that when people want libraries and they build libraries, it's not just about like picking up some existing library. Um, there's there's maintainers and there's people involved. So when th this ecosystem grows on libraries, it actually grows more importantly on people. And that's what we've really seen. We're actually seeing people use it, real projects getting deployed to production and whatnot. A lot of startups and smaller things, to be fair. But it, you know, we're, we're st it's starting to get out there. So that that's been the biggest thing. Um, it just the the usage, really. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the the human element of these these community projects is like you know you can't you can't really oversell it. I don't think it is it is so important. Um, it's also I think yeah, to your point of like having. Um, like component libraries and stuff ready to go UIs and make it easier for people to like, I've got some little side project. I want to try something. I can just like pull a component library in this new framework. I want to try off the shelf and I can get like something pretty good out the door in a matter of hours instead of having to like mess with fiddly CSS and stuff is always a huge pro. Because, and it, it becomes even more the case when you actually get higher up the stack, um, which We'll tie into Solid Start here in a minute, but like when you start talking about things like auth libraries and uh, certain kind of patterns for data fetching, what you find is that um, you're writing less of the framework code outside of let's say the templates and the JSX than you realize, which actually means that a lot of the you know jumps you might go through thinking of porting and stuff aren't actually as big. You actually it's very familiar, and a big part of that, which I didn't mention a minute ago, is while there's been also a lot of solid specific libraries, there's been a shift in the ecosystem to um, what I'd call these kind of framework agnostic libraries. I think, and not 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 like web components. I know that's what people kind of come to where you're like, oh, you can use them in it, like any framework. I mean, like like agnostic vanilla cores that get then written in the specific framework. I, I'm, I'm kind of been dropping the term framework native uh, as, a, as a kind of term where someone writes something kind of a vanilla core and then they make this felt version, they make the React version, they make the solid version. And a perfect example of this um, is like the work that Tanner Lindsley has been doing. Um, he's rebranded React Query, React Location, React Table to Tanstack Query, Location, Table, etc. And uh, as you can imagine, and uh, he actually just released a router too, Tanstack Router. And um, we've, we've got solid integrations for almost all of those. So like, we're, you know, if you like React Query, you like React Table, well, guess what? You can use those in solid, you know, and stuff like AG Grid has been doing similar stuff. I've, I'm noticing this kind of trend. It's kind of an extension of headless, where headless is, uh, separates the behavior from the UI. We're actually now seeing it in a way where we're catering that UI actually to specific frameworks to get the most out of them for performance reasons. Let's talk about Solid Start a little bit. That's that's why you're here. Um, what is Solid Start? Why why do we care? Right, um, Solid Start, uh, and I mentioned it. I started a couple of years ago. It's Solid needed uh, a prescribed way of doing server side rendering. Um, I, I'm going to start it from that perspective because server side rendering is always well, it's always been classically very hard to configure. It involves multiple builds because what we do when we do server side rendering um, generally is we have isomorphic JavaScript. We have JavaScript that runs both on the client and the server, and which is interesting because both environments are different, but you only want to write your code once. That's kind of been where we've been for the last few years. And setting that up is actually kind of complicated in terms of builds and configs. People have you know multiple Webpack configs and all this kind of stuff. And I wanted to make that 
approachable and easy. I was making these SSR demos and people were like, does all it have SSR? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And then, but like no one could set it up. And this is like, this is not a new problem, but it's the reason why a lot of the meta frameworks uh, came up. Things like Next.js, Nuxt, you know, Svelkit, Remix. So, um, you know, yeah, as I said, it was about two years ago. Maybe, was it that long ago? Holy, yeah, it was a while ago. I um, decided, okay, I was trying to push the community to kind of build in this direction because I like focusing on the core mechanics, but I realized that this was an ask that was too big. So I started working on a meta framework, essentially, like a Next or whatnot, but for solid. And um, that's what solid start is. It's it's an a, it's not only for server-side rendering, but it is like primarily like a server-side rendering JavaScript framework for solid. However, a lot of our goals there was to try and make it minimal and follow solid's philo- philosophy the best we could. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of agnostic solutions out there. And, you know, people are going, okay, we'll just slide it into the agnostic solution. I was actually having a lot of difficulty with that. I would have done that like 100% if I could. But Solid um, has some specific design decisions that actually make it different than a lot of other libraries in the ecosystem. Um, So my track record with agnostic uh, solutions has been tricky at best. And generally speaking, the core of a meta framework is its router. And because Solid just fundamentally renders different like with this render once approach from the routing level it wasn't very easy for us to just go and go okay yeah we'll use this other meta framework or whatever because they have a router and that's where those opinions started um it's funny i actually had a very nice long conversation with michael jackson from remix for a while Uh, we were like oh can we can we do this and we we worked out what we could share and what we could do perhaps to get like you know solid and remix and at the time it was kind of like well you know yeah, we can definitely do it, but it's going to be some work and uh, there's priorities to kind of fit in. And I'm like, I needed a meta framework like I like six months ago. So I just kind of went on and kind of initially reluctantly, but uh, once I got into it, very excitedly started working on this project. Nice. Can, can you get into any of those specific difficulties you were, you were facing uh, when, when trying to use the kind of more agnostic uh, solutions or is it going to be very you know like hard to hard to follow in an audio format yeah i mean it might be a little bit i mean but you, i mean it does start with the fact the way solid does um rendering we don't re-render stuff generally we update data props and it just like stuff like data loading data fetchers like those kind of mechanisms generally assume a re-render model and what's interesting about solid is if you want to get granular control and updates, which is something that Solid values, you you actually need like a tiny bit of reactivity on the client. So it's not as simple as just like get server-side props. It, it is, a, is the easiest way that I can say where some of the, those kind of problems or c- considerations. Like we could do that, but it would be a de-opt. And I wanted, I wanted to make the thing that I thought could be most optimal, best solution for Solid. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a, that's the primary kind of example of it. Yeah, I think that that that, that makes sense to me. Again, I don't I don't want to I don't want to delve too deep and make it make it kind of hard hard to follow for listeners here. But um, yeah, is there was there like a lot of ask for this? You kind you kind of talked about how it'd been on your it'd been on your radar for a while or on your to do list. You'd wanted to get this set up. What was what was motivating that? Yeah, I mean there was a lot, but I mean you you always got to kind of differentiate this a little bit because like. I knew this, I worked in startups for, oh God, like uh, almost a decade. And 
you, you, you come with your product and show someone and they would be like, oh man, this is amazing. This solves all the problems that I'm looking at. Um, but then towards a certain point in the conversation, they'll be like, oh, do you have this? And do you have this? And they'll get to a point where they ask you, you know, a couple things that you haven't implemented yet because obviously, you know, it's new, you know, the resources. And then they'll, they'll at the end of the conversation, they'll be like, yeah, you know, this looks really good. Um, I look forward to when you have blank and then, you know, we, we can try it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Cause like, while that's promising, it's like one level of promising. It's still a no. Do you know what I mean? And uh, essentially uh, with solid, there's a decent amount of that. Cause like, let, let's face it. The ecosystem is pretty entrenched uh, and you know, the big players aren't going anywhere. So it's it essentially when I was, you know, kind of showing people solid, I get a lot of like, oh, solid's really great. Um, I mentioned before, like, oh, we'll, we'll wait to 1.0 to check it out. Actually, before that, it was like, well, does solid have SSR? And then it was like 1.0. And then it was, you know, it, it, we uh, component libraries. And then it was like, it's this kind of moving target because the conversation goes the same, right? You, you, if, if you're not quite at a place where you, for yourself, you're not ready to adopt something new, you, you're going to find like, a reasonable reason. And basically what had happened in Solid's case is the Next.js like framework competitor thing had been where the dial had stopped for about, I don't know, uh, almost a year. And that was like almost two years ago. So it's a very long time where everyone's like, when it, you know, where's, where's the Next.js type competitor or type yeah, you know, similar type of library. So, yes, uh, there was a lot of ask. I don't know how much of that was real ask, but that was that was essentially where where, where is that? And I had to make a determination. And honestly, it had to be viable because for me to do it, because it, this is a lot of work, and I never used these kind of libraries. I uh, like uh, like create React app and stuff. I never had any use for them, um, and uh, which is hard because like people are like, ah, we need this meta framework, and I'm like. Like personally, when I did projects or startups and stuff, I always built my own webpack config and did that because I found like for these projects long lasting, I need that control over time. And I didn't want like the opinionated stuff was kind of like stuff that I have to rip out later. And if that wasn't easy, that wasn't good. And essentially like so I was never the consumer of this kind of product. So being told that I needed this like was something that I had to kind of get over. That being said, Vite actually was the game changer. I mean, I'd been playing stuff with Snowpack and Webpack a little bit, but it was like, I remember sitting there and going, okay, so to pull this off, I need four Webpack configs. I need one for dev, sorry, I need one for client and server. And for each of those, I need a dev and production version of of those build configs. Like, so, and they're all going to be a little bit different and you can optimize for different things or different tooling. And then, v2 comes and they're like yeah yeah one config does ssr and dev mode and everything and at first you might be like okay so this is like parcel like you're just simplifying the the process but it was more than that because of the universal plugin system that v had kind of built in where it's like uh, kind of based off roll-up plugins you could write a single plugin that addressed dev ssr client side like the, the whole gambit which meant that from a packaging and up standpoint we're slicing things like vertically now instead of horizontally, if that makes sense. So suddenly, you, like in in the past, you might have made like to you know save yourself from having tons of config. You 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 might have made these kind of super presets and plugins, 
and you need special ones for each of those environments I was talking about. But suddenly now we can slice it the other way and actually make more focused plugins. Uh, and essentially that was the game changer for us working into solid start. Cause then we could be like, okay, do we care about file system routing? Like it started becoming about like a specific concern and we could just wrap it up in a plugin. And this, this was the shift I needed because I didn't want a system where I ha- was locking people into these kind of decisions. I find that like higher up on the stack you get, you take a lot of decision power away from people, which is good, but it also means that age is worse. Um, you kind of carry more technical debt when the more opinionated you are. And Solid's principles have been about these like primitives, building blocks. So I, it was very difficult for me personally to kind of go too far that way. So I, I felt okay with it as long as I knew that every part of the framework in quotes was something that could be just like swapped or replaced or ripped out. I just, I didn't want to, I wanted to create a solid, <laughs> sorry, the pun foundation for, for meta frameworks, kind of like what agnostic libraries do, but I wanted to be optimized for what solid could do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, I think, I think it makes a lot of sense that this kind of the Vitz plugin nature kind of fits into the mantra a little bit better of what solid has been trying to do. And I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. So now, now you said you would, you would never have been a user of these kind of like pull it off the shelf. It gives you all the config, you tweak a couple things and everything just works. Cause again, like for most production use cases, you're going to need more than that. And it's not, it's going to introduce kind of this debt that you're going to have to go into and figure out later and solve. And it might be a little bit less tangible initially. Do you feel that that's still the case kind of as these tools evolved in this kind of post roll-up plugin based uh, meta framework world? Do you think that that is, would still be the case for you? Or do you think that, that, that you've kind of like come around now and would, would pull something like this off the shelf? Were you not working on it yourself? Yeah, I, I think that is actually the big, the big change now, because now that I mean, to be fair, Solid Start, and especially it's still in beta, uh, we are still kind of packaging it mostly as a single Vite plugin. But the fact that it could be multiple, that you can go like, and, and we, we kept a lot of the opt-out pieces that I talked about. Like, if you don't like file system routing, you just like don't import the component. You, like, that, like that sort of mentality, you know, we, we added a couple features to help with SSR and stuff, but we it, everything because it's all plugins, like it's very easy for us to kind of pull them out. And the biggest part, and I didn't mention this before, was I also didn't want to write like solid start router and solid start meta library, or whatever. Like you'll see a lot of uh, frameworks when they get into the like that zone, they start creating new libraries to support those kind of like the frameworks mentality, right? And there's been a bit of shift recently. Like I bring Remix up again because they built Remix and then they backported the stuff into React Router and now they're bringing React Router back into Remix. Like they're doing like full circle on, on that. But like Solid Start kind of started with that. Like Solid Start literally uses Solid's router and Solid's meta package. Like I didn't write any new, like I didn't write new libraries for Solid Start. Like they're the same ones in the ecosystem. And together with that sort of, use of the existing ecosystem and keeping it open to the existing ecosystem with the plugin system definitely changes my perspective. Cause like with solid start, you can literally, if you, let's say you want to do a client side app with no SSR, there is an option you can go like SSR false. And then you can just go and use the router that like you would have been using anyway. Like you can just go and use solid the way you would. Um, if you just took one of our like random beat templates that aren't like, 
opinionated. This, the opinions here are basically the router and the meta, uh, which is the head injection library. But even those you could you can bypass um, if you really want to. So it's like it, it, you're like, what, what did you build? Did you build actually nothing? Um, it, it's 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 it is actually it's just about getting that config right to make sure that you can actually build towards these environments because we wanted we wanted a, a baseline uh, for building to the future and also the support stuff you know like our you know experimentation of different sorts of ideas which we might talk about later so yes i think um beat has changed my opinion on it Solid start is a prime example of this where we've really taken that far but i think a lot of the other uh beat frameworks or you know some of the agnostic solutions in beat are all in the same path i think i think literally once Vite kind of showed this plug-in thing the rest kind of just fell into place yeah i think that's that's kind of been a a common a common thread we've been hearing um yeah we have we have some really good episodes listeners we have some really good episodes on like Vite. we have core maintainers and stuff if you're if you're more curious about like why this has been such such a shift so go check those out as well um nice so let's let's talk you can you've kind of mentioned them you've played a little uh we've danced about around them a little bit like SSR is big, routing is big. What else is Solid Start doing that you know, like, is is worth consideration? Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of the feature set that we're kind of priming for uh, 1.0, um, the other big piece is uh, around our interaction between client and server. We taking this primitive idea and this plugin idea. One of the cool things we actually did was co- come up with this concept of we, we're calling them server functions, but they're essentially um, like an RPC call, um, remote um, procedure call, if I'm familiar. But essentially, you can def- you can basically wrap any function and then get a function back. And that function you get back, if you call it on the server, it just calls it directly. But if you call that function from the client, like in the browser it kind of masks an AJAX or API call in the background. And what's really cool about this mechanism is you don't worry about paths or any of that kind of stuff. You literally just have a function you call that you can type, for example, and then you get kind of like the benefits of like TypeScript. And then, you know, it just it, it just communicates across the client and server. You just call it anywhere and it just works. Uh, and this, again, it, it was a bit of a compiler trick, but the reason we wanted this was because we wanted this ability that if someone was using solid query, you know, based off Tanstack query or using Turbo Query, it's another one someone came up with, or, wh- or whatever data fetching library that they, they're familiar with, they could just augment it through functional composition, essentially. Like they could take their like promise factory or like the getter function and just go wrap it in server. And if you wrap it in server, well, guess what? Now that function could call a database call, even though like you're calling it from the client. You can you can literally, you know, write your your backend code right into your data fetchers, and that way there's like no get server side props, no uh, loaders or whatever. In that kind of sense, you you can literally just write that, and that way you can actually through as I said, functional co- composing, upgrade any library already in the solid ecosystem. That's that's the kind of mentality we want to do here. Of course, we need good defaults. So we actually did add um, a special uh, route, uh, create route data and create route action primitives, but and those have automatic like are not automatic. They have key data invalidation, kind of similar to React Query or Solid Query or Tanstack Query, 
and they but they they also do the whole um uh similar to like svelte kidder remix thing where like your actions can also uh, be used with forms and progressive enhancements. So you can actually turn the JavaScript off or have it not working and have these forms still work from these actions. Uh, we, As I said, we handle it a little different because it's a primitive. It's like a function. So you can have as many actions as you want on a page. It's not tied to the URL. But essentially, you can get that same sort of like no JavaScript or, you know, if the JavaScript hasn't loaded, kind of hydration kind of, of uh, progressive enhancement story using these kind of primitives. Um, so that was like a big thing. So we, 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 although again, you don't have to use it. It's just a layer built on top, right? We, we, we have solids resources, which are our async primitive that are built into library, handle suspense and everything automatically for you. These libraries build on top of that. We have the server function, which is another primitive that lets you do data fetching on the server anywhere. You put them together. And now you can build a slightly more opinionated story that automates it for you. And that that that's kind of a big thing because people coming into Solid Start who don't know about all those primitives, well, they can just pick up, create server data, create server action, and they get a very simple data loading story that works, you know, on client and server, lets them fetch their database directly. But then for those who want to use all the libraries they're familiar with, they can they can just continue to do that as well and have the exact same advantages. So that that's that's kind of like that mentality in practice, and one of the big pieces of uh, what we have in Solid Start. Nice. So, can you give me can you give me a good use case on one of the, one of these server functions? Like, when would when would a server function ever be being called that would be returning different data than in that initial SSR, for example? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, because. Uh, okay, there's a couple examples, but generally speaking, um, the main SSR experience that you have with these kind of meta frameworks is that the initial page loads, and then you navigate to the next page. And when you do that, that actually happens in the client. So you actually, um, with nested routing and whatnot, which which Solid has, you essentially will change certain portion of the page. And at that point, you need to load the ca- the code for that page and maybe any data you need to render it. So in parallel, Solid will go to the server and request that data and request the JavaScript code. And then as it loads in, Suspense will handle any race conditions for you. It will then, you know, render in the next page. So so in a sense, that data fetching on that subsequent navigation actually initiated from the client. So that's why there's this kind of uh, isomorphism. So if you want that data fetching that initiated from the client to directly access your database you, you're going to need um that code to always run on the server uh like if you just put the data fetching in the component you know on the page it will try and run that code in the browser so that's why it's important to make that kind of split so that's that that's that's an example where after the fact another one is like a query parameter or something changes in the url um, from where you initially loaded it any kind of client-side update like that the default when you're in the client would be, and you're just using like a create resource or some kind of um, data primitive, would be just to run the code to do the data fetching, generate the, the promise right there. But with our server functions now, we can make the, that kind of promise generation happen on the server um, where you can access you know, your backend um, directly. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I think that's a great example. So the, the question that I was kind of working into with that one was, I feel like like SolidJS's uh, kind of, again, very 
simple approach to reactivity lends me to, or kind of leads me to this idea that it would be super cool if I could just like subscribe to a specific data thing of some kind, like it's a row in a database or some like JavaScript object or something on the server. And then it would just bubble down as updates occur. And I feel like that'd be a pretty, is a pretty standard use case for these like server side functions, right? It's like query some data, give me the updated one, update the component and I'm done. Did you consider it all like, you know, adding in an additional um, kind of built in there to make it so I can just like subscribe to changes in on some, you know, watchable entity and then the front end handles some kind of, you know, web sockety thing to watch for updates there? Yeah, it, it's it's definitely come across and people have made library, like if, if you've seen Convex, uh, it's, an, it's a library that does the database part of it. And uh, one of the creators of that actually did a solid integration because it like we like it's one of those like reactive wet dreams because you yeah <laughs> because of how fine-grained solid updates the dom we could literally like start it from database change and then you know so one table one field whatever updates and then propagate it through you know across the wire have the client get that one data change and then have that one place in the ui update without re-rendering like anything else like um, the challenges, and we didn't talk about this much, is solid deploys uh, or solid start deploys to like, you know, Cloudflare, uh, like like uh, Dino, uh, Netlify, Vercel, um, work on an AWS adapter right now. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Like all all the all the common targets, so to speak, and they all have different capabilities there. Um, we actually use these server functions with uh, durable objects in a demo where we showed using WebSockets on a Cloudflare worker. So we actually did like made a use them to make a chat app, and I, I think that we have a demo of that in the Solid Start repo. So like there are specific platform-based ways of doing that. There's just no general way to do it. So that was one of those things why it's like not. I mean. You can also use server side of server sent events. There's a few different options there, um, but it's one of the reasons why it's like not like just like a universal primitive. Um, but it is definitely something that could be built towards. As I said, we're we're, we're I think the agnostic platform thing um, is something that we have to address in the future to handle the best on each platform. But right now, the adapters are one of the areas where probably are the most beta because we've kind of kept them to the equivalent minimal like the lowest common denominator but yeah that's that that's that's one of those kind of cons- types of considerations but i i see definitely see potential in that kind of model as well and th- these primitives support it because the server functions i mentioned they're just server functions essentially but it, you you can take that function and go dot url and you actually get a real api endpoint like like you get like and we do support the traditional api endpoints as well like the get post, you know, like kind of like Next.js style or SvelteKit style API endpoints. I don't talk about them as much because they're more for external APIs. Whereas like the mechanisms we've talked about so far is if you're building kind of like a monolithic kind of one of these like in the framework, you're probably never going to reach for those because um, the wiring is so nice when you can just like call a function and it just works on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Or I think I think like if, if you were having to do it yourself manually, if you've got this server function abstraction already, you just like make that call from the server and then just like pipe it back down, right? Like there's a bunch of ways you could do it. Yeah. It's it's super it's super powerful primitive. And th- that's that's kind of like the basis on, you know, where um we the kind of thinking we have towards designing Solid Start. Nice, yeah. I think that 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 it is an interesting kind of topic of like you're 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 
back back to the previous example of like deploying in a framework agnostic manner does make certain certain kind of primitives hard to implement because like you just need you're very close to the infrastructure layer of the stack there it's like i care about how this is actually running uh in a way that is probably tricky to to encapsulate yeah we have we have request we use like the web request and response model so like and fetch you know that kind of thing so we have streams and you know solid start obviously supports solid streaming ssr and all that kind of stuff and um that foundation is really powerful because most of the platforms kind of uh support it but as i said like specific things we have a way of injecting that environment we have a middleware setup where people can write more complicated uh handlers and stuff if they if it makes sense for their platform uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely, oh yeah, we have cookies and session management as well. So like we have the basic like primitives you need, but yeah, building out word is something that, you know, pro- is going to need more work over time, but probably ecosystem too, probably ecosystem too. What's on the, what's on the roadmap for, for the future? Yeah. So the way this is looking right now is that. Most of the features that you see right now, if you go into the docs, I mean, other than better docs explain the features better, is actually the core of what our offering is going to look like for 1.0. We're missing a couple of things around like preloading, like on hover, like those kind of mechanisms, but those should be like actually built into the router, not into the meta framework. So like there's, there's a few places where we can like build out into our existing libraries to improve everything rather than like focus on a solid start. And those places we need work and bug fixes. Um, a lot of configuration stuff between Windows and stuff, kind of wrangling in the last bits of Vite. Vite is amazing, but the, like it's also going to be the, that point where you realize, like, oh, this configuration doesn't work quite the way I thought it would or whatnot. So um, that's where we're like sitting mostly on the roadmap for 1.0. It, it is actually just like docs and stabilization. Uh, we're actually so far pretty happy with most of the API choices and stuff. At the same time, I told you earlier that it was like a platform... Uh, for our own experimentation, let's the server functions came out of this experimentation and thought work. We've been actually doing a lot of other work in other ranges that can probably extend past the 1.0 uh, mark, but it's really cool stuff because I think it's actually shaping uh, the way the future of the web is going in general. Um, we kind of, if you've seen stuff like Fresh or Astro um, with partial hydration and Marco, sorry, I can't, can't not mention Marco here, um, and uh, Quick's another one. Um, there's been a lot of work into kind of reducing the JavaScript load and doing this partial hydration, but it's been mostly restricted to multi-page apps because the whole mechanism is based off knowing what's on the server versus the client and then just never shipping the stuff that's on the server. That's that's basically the gist. There's there's some more tricks that like Marco and Quick are looking into to reducing the execution cost of that JavaScript that does make it on that initial load, but that's like the last bit of the optimization. Like generally speaking, the big win is if you don't, send all the JavaScript, you don't have to parse it, you don't have to execute it. And that that often makes up the 70 or 80% case. And actually more so, you don't even have to serialize a bunch of the data and the state management. There's just so much that gets stripped down when you do that. And we, we saw at eBay that our pages were 60 to 80% smaller just by doing you know some kind of rough partial hydration. Um, and we were doing experiments. We actually were like, okay, so let's you know turn off the JavaScript and add islands to solid start. And there's actually an experimental flag in solid um, start for that where you can go like islands true. And then you can go import kind of like a lazy import some components and just be like, this is an island. And we did that. And yeah, I mean, we didn't go all the way to the zero JavaScript thing. You know, <laughs> five kilobytes or zero kilobytes is basically the same thing. Like it was more just like, kind of proving out this 
idea because we wanted, we didn't want to stop there. And what we've managed to do recently, um, also in the experimental branch, we made a few demos like Hacker News is and the Movies app, the Taste Movies app. And actually the Solstart docs today are actually using this technology as well, um, is add client-side routing back into the equation. So in what, what I'm, and actually it's not just, it, what I mean by that is when you're on a page and you request the next page, you don't do a full page reload, but instead you have an API that returns back HTML. And what this means is that the components on the next page were actually rendered on the server. So you don't need all the JavaScript to render them in the client. So you can do partial hydration while still doing client-side routing. The real trick of this, though, um, because people have seen that before, stuff like turbo links, where they do these kind of merges and you know that, is that we combine this technique with nested routing. In fact, Solid starts nesting nested routing. So when you go to that next page, it's not the full page you reload. It's actually just the part of the new portion of the page that needs to be reloaded. And the, adding that kind of partial hydration with this uh, kind of nested hybrid routing approach has been, I, I don't know, I, for me, it's been just a, a mind-shattering experience, even for myself, because suddenly you're in this world where it feels like a single-page app. You're navigating around, you're seeing the loading indicators, the transitions, all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, okay, yeah, so I'm working in a single-page app. But then you open the network tab and you're like, where's all the JavaScript? Like, I, I, it's it's shockingly so. Every time, sometimes on like Nikhil, uh, who's been working with me a lot on Solid Start, he, he'd come up with a new demo and be like, oh, here's this notes demo, or here's, you know, he was working on the movies demo and all this. And I, I purposely not open the network tab and just play around so that I could like give it an honest opinion just so that I could get that shock factor because it was such an adrenaline rush for me. You know, I'm a bit of a performance junkie. Because like the that movies app, the that the the taste movies app that's been going around that the Chrome team and Addy have been kind of pushing around and it's it's been built in like every framework. Well, with this approach for Solid Start, you you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between it and like the Nux version, which we used as the template. Like it, it feels the same, it has all the animation, the transitions feel so smooth. But it's 13 kilobytes of JavaScript, like period. Like because it doesn't matter when you run go to the next page. You don't need to load any more JavaScript because it's a mostly static experience you know it's just linking and you know maybe there's a search or something it's just this but it feels like that smoothness that you come to expect from single page apps except there's just the javascript is not there it's it's yeah it's 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 wild because so much less is going on it loads super fast like to, to just give you an idea you know comparatively the the versions in like next or nuxt or whatever are or significant or or significantly larger like i'm talking like over like over 100 kilobytes of javascript it's like it's like 10 times smaller um even solid start normal and like svelte kit it's less than half the size like it's just and it, it scales from that that's just like the simple example like you can picture because th- these things never get rendered in the client you just never need the javascript for it so yeah this has been this has been i mean in a sense if you've seen react server components it's a it's a very similar idea. We do a, a bit of a, a merge diff, so we can, basically we can retain the state of the app and the client, even though we're server rendering and doing these partials. And I know I know there's some stuff going on with Next 13 release. You know, with the server components demo didn't work quite right, and there's some conversation, and that kind of maybe filtered people's opinions on this. 
But um, I'm just going to tell everyone right now, like this direction is legit. <laughs> like um, having seen having seen it now, uh, especially in the solid examples, and it, which is always emphasized because solid is so much smaller. Like it just you're just like, why would I do anything else? And we're still working on this and figuring out like the best authoring patterns and whatnot. Like we we did play around with the server component APIs. Um, we I think we want to take it a, a different direction to make it more streamlined because now we're in a world where actually a lot of the code is server only. It's funny, we started in this world where it was client only, then we made it all isomorphic, right? As I talked earlier, where like everything runs on both sides. And then we kind of were like, oh no, this has to run on the server. We have to annotate it. And now we flipped it where maybe most of the stuff is the server and we actually have to annotate what runs on the client. And I think I think this is a big shift in architecture, a big shift to the future. So this is one of those, as I said, it's, it's under an experimental flag. People can go use it today, but it's I, warning it will change. But this is one of those things that's kind of like a little bit further out um, in terms of the sta- stabilizing and the release to cycle, but I think it's a really big game changer. And we, I've had a lot of fun, and Nikhil's had a lot of fun kind of developing this out and kind of understanding the patterns here because I think I finally am starting, I, I see what that that next step or you know approach, uh, generation, whatever, architecture of web dev is. It's like, it's starting to happen now. I've been talking about it for two years I, I, the pieces are finally coming together. So this is very exciting for me. That's why I wanted to talk about it for a moment because um, this is the bleeding of the bleeding edge, but the picture is finally coming together after the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's bleeding. It's the bleeding of the bleeding edge, but like the, the tech is all there. Like the browser can do all this already. Like we just need to get our tooling up to speed to make it kind of work. And I think like it'll be, it'll be cool to see. Um, yeah. 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 Is there anything? We have a few minutes left. Is there anything else you want to touch on or, or plug quick? Yeah. Biggest thing for, for me to plug, honestly, is that Discord keeps on, you know, growing. People people should definitely come and join the community, see what's going on, you know, get involved, ask questions, uh, just, just get in the conversation. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff happening and a lot of really cool conversations happening, especially for, uh, you know, people who... Um, are really you know want to help with us on the bleeding edge but even even one of the biggest things is our we've really put a focus recently on uh documentation and building that up and i think i think solid becoming more accessible to more people is a really high priority so if anyone's you know interested in that side of things and you know making something you know making the web more uh reachable by you know by everyone i think you definitely should come by the discord because um that's really where we're taking things, right? We've kind of proven now the technical merit of the approaches. And now it's about like just working with the people, you know? So, so I'm very excited for that future. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. We'll have links to solid JS and um, solid start in the show notes. And we'll give a link to the discord, the community discord as well. So people can hop in and get involved. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and chat with me, Ryan. It's always, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm always happy to kind of talk about this stuff, the share the cool stuff we've been working on. And I, I'm, I'm so excited right now about where things are heading. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Take it easy. Yeah, you too.